0: in the boar's nest listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest hey it's amy brown here to talk about saint jude children's research hospital for 60 years saint jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20 percent to more than 80 percent but we need your help getting that number to 100 percent. and most important your support means that families will never receive a bill from saint jude for treatment travel housing or food now that peace of mind means so much. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to seven eight five eight three three. That's B O B B Y to seven eight
1: five eight three three. Last night I had a bath and I listened to Bono. Here's that book Surrender, which is a marvelous book, by the way. I just put the Sonos speaker on the bath. <laughs> like Bono? Comfort me, and it was great. <laughs> Bono comforted me in the shower, in the bath. In the bath, yeah, in the bath.
0: Episode number 384 for King and Country. You know, somebody messaged me and was like, what's up with all the Christian artists, man? And I'm like, well, I guess I haven't brought anyone on simply because they're a Christian artist. We haven't done that on purpose. It's just sometimes you find music or people that are awesome. I don't care what they're singing about. And so, but I, I mean, I guess we have had a few on... Recently, for King & Country, this one. Chris Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Is that the only two? Uh, I mean, there have been a lot of Christian people, but not people just in that space. And maybe they're just talking about those two. I don't know. But I was like, if you got a little time to complain about that, you got too much time. We've also had so many guests, we're just trying to find different people. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, who have we missed that's awesome? And for King & Country, so what had happened was, the kind of root as to how I know them now is that Eddie was asking for tickets to go to the show. And so Amy, who knows them or he knew them, still knows them, was like, got, got them. And it was a very hard show to get into. And then Eddie's like, ah, I can't go. Never mind. And so now Amy's got to go. Hey, guys, I don't need the tickets anymore. So it was a little awkward. But then they came into the studio and they were, I mean, blow me away good. Amazing. Even, even just with like three people or, or whatever they had in here. And so became friendly with them, was already a, a fan of their music and how like contemporary and how big it sounded. And, you know, I think I talk about this in this interview where they sell out these shows at these arenas, but they were on the Grammy red carpet and people weren't paying any attention to them. And I was like, I guess you have no idea. These guys are all bigger than you. It did not matter. I mean, there are very few pop stars that can sell out an arena like for King yeah. and Country can. And so they came in. I really enjoyed this. I feel like we could have gone another half hour. Definitely. Um, but I think it had to work out. We schedule this stuff pretty tight. It's a we, tight day. <laughs> yeah, we do an hour, but every day we do an hour. There's something right before it and right after it. So uh, maybe we'll get them back in soon. It's Joel and Luke at For King and Country, which if you're just looking at it, looks like Forking and Country. I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of followers. They got a big tour coming up in the spring. The What Are We Waiting For tour starts March 9th. Um, goes all the way until basically the 1st of June. Forkingandcountry.com. They talk about a movie. I'll let them do that. There's a CMT Crossroads special with Jimmy Allen coming up this year, and this is their current single, "Love Me Like I Am" with Jordan Sparks. Love me like I, love me like I. I mean, that's so catchy. That's the song they didn't hear. Yeah, I still have it stuck like in my head. Love me like I. That little pause. Yeah, that's a jam. They're from Sydney, Australia. You'll hear all about their dad and their mom, and their sister who I didn't know until after I knew them, but she was so big, they didn't want to be known as, just known as her brother, so they tried to do it on their, like, with their own name for a while, which I found was interesting. But here we go. This is for king and country, four-time Grammy Award winners. Yeah, suck it, everybody at the Grammys. Not paying attention to them. <laughs> All right, here we go for King and Country. Thank you guys. Be sure to check out Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. It is the best podcast from a guy named Mike that does movies that works for Nashville po- Podcast Network that I've ever met. That is true. That's right. The number one. All right, here you go, episode three eighty four. Gentlemen, good to see you.
1: Good to see you, man. From L.A. to Nash Vegas,
0: and I wouldn't say this, but I was just with you guys. Like I'm fried because this the time jump
1: constantly,
0: oh, and I'm sure you guys have to be too. Did you guys? I didn't stay for the show. As soon as I was done working, I flew right home. I had to get on the air the next morning.
1: No. Yeah. You didn't even get the benefit of the payoff.
0: Well, I was going to ask how the show... I'm assuming you guys went. Yeah, we did. How what? I mean...
1: <laughs> Luke did leave early. I did leave early. Well, I didn't go at
0: all. I mean... I, I, <laughs> yeah. So I sound like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, you, yeah. I'm the, you. I am sure the guy. just
1: to the Grammy, you know, the, the Academy, I stayed.
0: So let's... We're going to approach this a couple different ways. One, yeah. we'll approach it because... A lot of folks that are hearing this will be introduced to you for the first time. Yeah. You know, I think we're both in a world of we have built what well, we've built in our place and it feels great, but every, everything is so fractured. We're reaching new people all the time. It almost doesn't matter I how big it. you get it. You just haven't, there's just so much out there. Um, and so we'll approach it as people have never heard of you, but we'll also approach it as we've kind of known each other at this rate for a little bit. And we just spent a couple, a couple hours together, sort of sort of four it was minutes brief. it was good to see you guys though because i i'm just it not felt, Hollywood did it feel like guy. that long for you did it, yeah. i will like, say it was like a warm two <laughs> I hours wish to, to all of you <laughs> don't of know water.
1: us but you know and love bobby it was awesome to see him in in that environment because yes he all the things he owned it he was bobby he was himself but there was this thing of like i'm amazed that you're here right now like, I'm I'm amazed that you actually, you, you did that thing.
0: Are you saying that to me or I was saying that to
1: you? No, I'm saying it to you. Oh, oh, got it.
0: Yeah, thanks. I mean, it was good to see you guys because I don't do well in Hollywood and I have a whole, and I don't know, maybe you guys could speak on this in a different way, but fame how we grew up is not fame now. Everything is very fractured. You could be wildly popular in one certain section of this entertainment world. Right crazily popular and you could go somewhere else and nobody knows who you are or you can get all these crazy benefits which i got all my clothes for free which is crazy to me and when i was poor i got nothing for free and so then there's this guilt but then there's this awesomeness and you don't know which parts i could draw i just it's weird for me because i had nothing ever happened till later in my career yeah. and now everything Same. now everything's like happening and yet there's still all these failures that you don't talk about and so i i constantly go through a lot of these these
1: struggles and wellness checks on myself and-, and that is why we have podcasts everyone yeah i yeah. know this is great this you know I'm, I'm being serious this is the only form left i think that you can actually digest some of this stuff i agree and you can sit down in it
0: right and with yeah. you guys i yeah. like look at your shows uh meaning i'll see video or pictures not even that you post and it is they're massive it's massive i mean and people that have seen you guys are passionate and they love you, and you're selling out. But again, I would imagine that in Los Angeles, you walk around there, and people are like, "Who the crap are you?" Oh, guys? we
1: felt awesome. We felt awesome on Sunday because we had Hillary Scott from Lady yeah, we Day felt with more, us. Yeah, strong. <laughs> she, she helped us out but a man, lot. Every time we're like the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> yeah, usually, of the Grammys. usually we start walking down that
2: red carpet. Room before we went on there, we, we we were talking about how long it is. It's the longest it's one I've long, ever seen. Yes. It's a very very <laughs> long. Record. And usually, we walk down there, and people are like. Well, Jeez,
1: cool. I'll, just keep we'll on walking. Give, so, so to, to the <laughs> listeners, this is what happens. To the viewers, this is what happens. So you have a publicist with you. And they go out in front of you. And it's basically, it's a free-for-all. It's a sort of test the waters. It's like, embarrassing for me do, when I have to do that. Do you want to talk to these people? Nobody ever wants to talk to me. And, and most of the time, we've been, we've been a duo for... Better part of a decade now, about a decade. And, and most of the time, it's like, no, no, that's-. Keep, so you keep see keep your publicist get rejected up, get for get you. Rejected. And then you like, the canary in the coal mine. Yes. And the canary dies most yes. times.
0: But, but my but, thought but, about you guys is that there are all of these Hollywood celebrities that people know, but you guys are out selling them. They just have no idea. That's what was crazy to me. Because oh. we spent a few minutes together, and you won't say this, you don't have to say this. And but it's my whole like theory on fame and fractured fame and success and for me trying to just find my own fulfillment and what I enjoy. And I have to do that now. I can't compare yeah, it to right. what it used that's to right. be. I can't yeah. compare it to what I thought yeah. it used to be, what my goals used to be 10 years ago. But I would see you guys and I would go, man, if people had any idea how successful and popular and how many tickets these guys sell – like they would be going crazy to know that you were just walking down that carpet. That's that tight. was my thought when I saw you guys. Oh, man.
2: It, hey, you you, you, you were, were a welcome a friend, face. Uh, yeah, you were, you, were, face. you were a friendly face. You a friendly face. Because I don't right. like LA. I don't yeah. like it. No,
0: I think what I you're could saying tell.
2: is, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I think what you're saying is, well, spot on. Um, LA is about putting on the way that you want to be perceived, right? And so everybody there is posturing at some level.
1: Oh, the people watching was and the greatest. It was, it's
2: good. Yeah. Well, oh, I'll tell you this story. So we were walking down, we were walking down, <laughs> my wife and I, Courtney, we were walking down to our seats and it was a mad house because everybody shows up late. So obviously the show started at five and it's very tense. And so you've got traffic issues. So we're like 5.15 and the show's already been going. And there's t- like hundreds of people trying to go down this one aisle. I'm like, why are we sitting here? This is
0: insane. I had to wait in the corridor for and a long 5, time. 515, by the way, 715 Central. Just That's so people right. know, That's right. it's back two hours. That's, That's right. right. Yeah.
2: So we're, we're waiting for it. And there's like this pressure behind us that I'm like, guys, I mean, we can't go any further. And sure enough, there was a security guy on his radio going, I've got Megan Fox here and Machine Gun Kelly, and I've got to get them down there, but I can't get them down there. And she's having a panic attack while we're here this is the Megan's having yeah, a power. I, mean, I think so There's, I this saw is the, that this is
0: the level of intensity and what you realize man my heart broke for a lot of people in LA and that's what I felt me too and I never thought I would feel that way until I got close to it I always felt jealous of it until I would see it and go I don't know that that's real I don't know that if I was around that all the time because it's a constant competition
1: right I think it would kill us man. I think so I too I think you and I were torn from the same cloth well, I we sat right on the edge, so in in the crypto arena now, which I'm Couldn't always going to call Staples. Don't yeah, 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 yeah. say Staples, but um, you know all, all the sort of the main acts and and so on were in the middle at these tables, and then we were just just on the side, about five or six rows back. So we had like this perfect bird's eye view. Oh, like, it was amazing! And there, it's a it's a fishbowl, man. People look, don't want to get guys, in the fishbowl,
0: and you guys but, maybe are more mature than I am. But don't you get a little resentful that you're not in the seats with the success I said, that you've
1: had? I said to my sister, Becca, I just like it's just a uh, you just feel you feel like an outsider. But then at some point you realize that that's actually a fishbowl that they're in. Like there's literally in the arena, you've got all these people. I mean, look at the fantastic thing that's going on right now, right? Oh why what happened what, him, happened what happened with Ben? He just
0: looked so bored. I mean it was like the greatest <laughs> yeah. performances you, ever. You know
1: what? I I could see it from the side. <laughs> uh, like the hip hop performance. Yeah. Everyone was losing their mind, and you had Ben <laughs> precariously right in the middle. Uh, just like poor fella. I don't know what to do. Yeah, now. like what
0: do I do with my hands kind of type thing? Except <laughs> yep. it was his whole body. Yeah. Um, any rate. Any well, rate. congratulations on all the success and but you've won a Grammy yeah, before. Yeah. yeah. How we
1: many? Four.
0: Then you can't be if you've won four Grammys, you're like Beyonce, then you can't be mad. You always
1: gotta get more, man. I hear that you. You, consumerism get more that bit, yes, you just candidate. sound hey, like Hollywood, man. I love he's been this, in Hollywood for three days yeah, too
0: long. I, I love this fractured fame idea. I mean, you go to TikTok and there's somebody, I'll give you an example. There's a guy, it's a kid. Um, his name's Brew, and he got popular on TikTok. He just did radio in Detroit, but I like him a lot, young kid. But he just found a funny thing to do and he got TikTok famous and he has millions of followers. And I was talking to him for a while and some of the guys in the industry were kind of hated on him but just because they couldn't figure out how to do it, he did. And I was like, dude, screw him. You figured out somebody, something that nobody else could and they're upset about it. But a lot of people know who he is, but he's very TikTok famous. But if you went to Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia, he's probably not going to get stopped. If he's in LA, he may get st- If I walk in in Nashville, I'm having dinner, people record me eating. If I go to Los Angeles nobody gives a crap at all right so it's so fractured where i go and when i right but that's gr- i like that because for the most part people don't i'm I, just a generic i think that's dude. where we
1: land ultimately i'm with you on the like you can get stuck if i was in la i think i'd be sort of a jittery mess and like sort of i would drink the kool-aid if i could show a moment of self-awareness i agree i just would.
0: I, I would have drank the kool-aid
1: but and it probably would have killed us both we'd meet each other you know buying drugs off the street you know
0: but, from each other, confused. Wait, am I buying
1: or selling? <laughs> just but Nashville has been great for us because we often say like, if New York's the business and LA's the entertainment, like Nashville is the heartbeat of the arts. So Nashville's been amazing. And family, doing it with family. I'm so proud. I was so excited to hear you married because that's been the other part of it. It's mm-hmm. like just the grounding of marriage in this whole like, you're just trying to figure out right side up from upside down in this thing. And we actually love now Luke is like six foot thirteen, so he's a bit inconspicuous. He was homeschooled. I know that doesn't make sense. How tall are I'm bit, you? Six foot five-ish, Man, four, five ish. Man, that's so cool. If he slouches, it's four, but he's I really five. The time. That's so cool. Um, but but so he's a bit hard to. I, but I put a ball cap on and yeah, it's no well, worries. Well,
0: listen, away from all that, I was proud to see you guys there, and I just thought if everybody else knew how actually one awesome and successful you were. They just had no idea. It was just like you were just like this unicorn walking around in there with such success and they had no idea. And I was like, You guys think you got something going on? Look at these dudes. It's great to see. By the way, you look great. Your suit was awesome. Yours is pretty good. But Thank yours you. is awesome. Thank you. Like I was like, I remember just going and being like, dude, what are you wearing? Not as for like TV. I don't like doing red carpets. I didn't uh, try to apply to do that job. They came to me and said, We need somebody to do this that knows a little bit about all formats. So if it was like Grandmaster Flash was there, I could talk to him. Bonnie Ray. Uh, so that's why I was there and I just but I don't know anything about fashion. And I'd be like, you're pretty. I'd be like, that's not what you say. I'd be like, well, but yeah. okay. Yeah, then, uh, then what I'd, are you wearing? And then I was like, What's, what do you got there? What's that suit? <laughs> He's like, I don't know, man. And so there it was. But congratulations on all of that. Thank I you. digress from that. Um, let's go back to the very beginning. Your accents are obviously from Texas or something. Yeah, definitely. Bost- yeah, yeah, Bost- yeah.
1: Boston. Yeah. Boston. 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 Uh, from Australia. What part? Born in Sydney. Lived in Brisbane. What's the difference? (laughs) (laughs) They're different cities, Bobby.
2: Uh, 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 Sydney is about a thousand kilometers south of Brisbane. So
0: they're not even close. No. Okay, so I've been to Sydney. No.
2: Yep. Um, A wonderful
0: place, right? Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, It's an amazing place. Um, Haven't been to Brisbane. But I say, what's the difference in culturally? Because you can say that about America, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Boston and... Austin? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's Sydney's, Sydney's, New, kind of Sydney's yeah. New
1: York yeah. and Nashville is Brisbane. Yeah,
0: probably a little does bit Brisbane more. Does Brisbane have a culture, like a music? I wouldn't say That's Brisbane
1: Melbourne.
2: Has, I wouldn't say it does. Melbourne. You no, say No, I Melbourne. think Brisbane Brisbane's interesting because it's um it's kind of locked behind an island that makes all the beaches not so cool. So uh,
0: it's a little bit more business oriented it's
2: a it's a younger city compared to you know melbourne's a huge city uh sydney's a huge city
0: sydney's a huge city yeah. so you were born in
2: uh, r- sydney. sydney in a little town a suburb of sydney called warunga
1: true story true story that's on our passports yeah so Wurunga. you're
0: born near sydney yeah and you end up leaving to go to
1: nashville r- Brisbane. No, Brisbane Brisbane oh, for Brisbane. a few years. Yeah. Why yeah. Brisbane
0: though? Was it school? Was it your parents? No, my,
2: we had family up there. Uh, my dad was a concert promoter in Australia uh, and he lost uh, a lot of money on a tour. A and, single tour? and yes. An Amy
1: Grant tour. Yeah, an Amy Grant to tour. Yeah.
2: And um, so he went up to, we had uh, we had family up in Brisbane and it was kind of like, a, hey, well, we had to sell a house and had to do that whole thing. And so we went up to Brisbane as kind of a a holding pattern to kind of see what was next. And then, uh, parents made a decision to move to Nashville, Tennessee, and we went along. There were six of us at the time—six
0: kids. So when he makes that decision, or they made that decision, yeah. you know the unit, yeah, was Nashville the? Re- was it because of the industry and the opportunity to have a shot? Yeah, at yeah. what yeah. his skill set already was.
1: Yeah. He was forty-six kids, one on the way. Well, my mom was pregnant with our little sister Libby, and literally, Bobby packed sixteen suitcases. Moved halfway around the world. Plane, train, and automobile. Literally, like, flew in got uh, to L.A. Got on a train from L.A. to, like, Memphis and actually ran over a bloke on the train.
0: Yeah, Wait, well, all like of you that. together he's doing, All of us did, together. did yeah. he come like by a himself night train. Oh, No, cool. no,
1: we all went together.
0: How old were, do you remember this? Yeah. Uh-huh. You do. Very yeah, so distinct memory. Yep. Okay, keep going.
1: Yep. And then got to Memphis and got in a taxi yep. from Memphis to Nashville to Union Station, like, three miles from here. Um, we stayed there for two weeks two months later dad lost his job
0: he had a job here though that he had yeah.
1: advanced he was, he was gonna be yeah. a manager yep. got fired sleeping on beds made out of clothes no car nowhere to get home
0: where yeah. where are you sleeping on these beds in uh, Brentwood Lipscomb Drive Lipscomb Drive
2: so it was uh, like yeah. a rental like yep. you guys Brent renting house. a house yep. yeah. we showed up and uh, obviously you know there's no furniture. And so we lived in a furnitureless house for what? How, it was months. It was months. And and we had the best time of the world. I was
0: going to ask if that feels like a loving time. Like if, if it feels yeah, it like was. as kids.
2: Yeah, no, that's what's actually funny about, you know, I got <laughs> my wife and I, we got four kiddos ourselves. And um, it's interesting what kids pick up on because obviously this had to have been and was a tense time for my parents. But for us, we're playing cricket inside. You're never, never allowed to do that. You know, you ha- you were able to... Um, make special memories because you felt loved and you knew you were loved. You didn't care if you had a couch or not. You didn't care if you had a bed or not. I mean, I just distinctly remember uh, the sheet trying to put the sheet around, making my bed, putting the sheet around clothes. <laughs> and you're trying to get the, the, the clothes to kind of hang to, the, to give you a corner of your bed. And I remember my mom coming in and helping me make that bed. And I, I never thought anything of it. It was just this kind of
0: wild it was adventure. An, it was an adventure. Yeah,
1: yeah. we raked leaves, mowed lawns, cleaned houses, so all of the money went back into the yeah family, family fund. fund. Yeah.
0: So there's your mom and your dad. There's you two. Who's older of you two?
1: Who do you
2: think? <sighs> yeah, he's looking deep into
0: the well. Soul. You've Sheesh. grown taller. Yeah. And maybe it would take more time to do that. However. I'm, really thinking about this, but who These. would be older though?
2: You have to at least take a guess. It's it's okay to know, be wrong. I you know.
1: I know. Hey, I, you have a fifty percent chance of, of being, being right. right.
0: Yeah, I know. But I, probably wrong. probably Joel, are you older? I am. Okay. You know what's funny? <laughs> no, about one this? <laughs> no one ever gets it <laughs> wrong. And I ever gets wrong? People so do the insulted. same thing. The, people do the same thing as you. It's not if an age think, thing. It's a le- it's a leader thing. Sometimes you grab the role of I am gonna. I'm, I'm just the big brother. I'm the older brother. You
2: know what's actually funny? S- yeah. Speaking of that, I think that's actually helped us in music. Is because I've knowingly, I've said this to Joel for years. I was like, I will knowingly give you the answer to the first question, the first moment in the room every time
0: because I'm his younger brother. Are you, I'm good with that. uh, so in it, that's how it always was. It's always been that way. Um, okay, but where do you guys rank in the, all the siblings?
1: I'm the deprived middle child. It explains a lot.
0: And are you the youngest of all? No, I'm the third youngest. In the family. I got a little brother and a little sister. Wow. Okay, so in this house, there is you two, your yeah. two parents. There's two other there's kids. Six, there's six other kids. or five other kids.
1: So seven, seven total. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Five boys, two girls, <laughs> two parents. That's wild. It's blowing your mind. All right? across the
0: world. You get to flew all did the way across I? the world together. Yeah, we
1: did. So he your dad gets
0: here and loses his job. So then what? I don't know.
1: Then what? <laughs> we were like literally raking leaves. We found some lawn equipment at the house. We were raking leaves one day and someone came by and said, Hey, would you help with Al? Because we moved in the fall or the autumn, as we'd call it. And, and so. We started doing jobs for folks. Um, not long after was, was Thanksgiving. And, 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 and so we'd, we'd been going to a, a local church and they'd sort of, and we, we really stuck out like a sore thumb, you
0: know. Because your
1: accent. Because accents, there's, there's seven kids all under mm-hmm. the age of 14, you know, we weren't dressed and we, the, we were going to a Baptist church. So everyone in the, that era, like the mm-hmm. Baptist church was, nice, you man. know, the suits and the whole thing. Yeah. And we just, we had no clothes. So we just sort of ragtagged like two parents and seven little ducklings into the church. And um, the church really was kind of school class and the church really rallied around us and and um, went, Gave man. us away. And we prayed for, for everything. We prayed for food. We prayed for our Did, bills to be covered.
0: Was that a big, because for me, it was, if it wasn't for my youth director in church and it wasn't for different, different seasons of my life in church, we wouldn't have food or Christmas presents. You know, that's I mean, same. That's, that's same. exactly that's same. It. And same so, thing. and I don't want you asking that question by going. That's my story. Yeah. So if it's your story, please share it too. Yeah. But I mean, I remember once the only gift I got was one of those color by paint sets, and it was from the I church. I got one of those, and the church brought me one, and I was just happy to have a gift.
1: Yeah, and it was like no. So the, the first Christmas uh, we were here, because um, we we loved Santa growing up. I mean, I we were homeschooled as well, so I probably believed in Santa for about five years too many. Yeah, he was like fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I remember mom coming. Because Santa dangerous, was a this big is a dangerous thing conversation in, in, to have in Australia on a, on a podcast. Yeah, block your children's ears. Yes, yeah, you, we can do that. Um, <laughs> where, where she said, you know, because in Australia we were the big thing about Santa. Santa was awesome in Australia, and we came over here. It was like, hey guys, Santa's only been able to bring you things from the dollar shop this year. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, Santa's not impacted by our financial situation. He's coming. And she was like, well, he might not know where we live. Mm. We're like. How did she? Of course, he knows it's Santa. Like, and and unbeknownst to us, a first grade school class found out that we won't be able to give each other gifts. And they sponsored our Christmas with Santa, and we had more gifts that year. Like, we had, it was just day. such an iron, ironic moment. We had barely anything in our house. We had the most gifts we'd ever gotten and just life. more gifts than ever.
0: Yeah. Did you guys feel shame? Man,
2: I don't know if I. You know what? That's probably a better question for my parents because I'm sure they did. I'm sure my dad did. Actually, it's still a, I think a wound. for Yeah, he, he did. Um, for us, man, I, my parents did a pretty good job of like teaching us, like man, it doesn't really matter whatever what everybody else thinks. And we were odd because obviously we, you know, my accent has been very compromised now, but very Australian. We were there was a bunch of us. We were young, and so you had all these the grannies coming up. Oh, they're so cute and all. You know, so. You know, we were used to um, sticking out, and but I don't think I ever felt any shame. And part of it was, it's funny because we still work together with family, real, real close. And um, I think that if we hadn't have moved, our family friendships would be much more. To use a word that we've used before, fractured, right? But because you come to a new place, you speak. You know, even yeah, though culturally, we're together. even though culturally Australia and, and America are fairly similar it's still totally different, if that makes sense. And so you're experiencing things that make you feel a little unsafe. So who do you turn to? You turn to your older brother. Mm-hmm. You turn to your younger brother. You're, talking to your, you talk, you're leaning on your older siblings. And I think because of that, family has become such a strong nucleus for us that otherwise I don't think makes a lot of sense in the Western world. But for us, that's all we had. And so what happened was is you grew up with it. And so now, yeah, yeah we still re- work really, really closely. With so the family. end of the story is it. our
1: sister started traveling. Uh, and and um, she older? Yes, yeah. oldest. Okay, and dad so, managed her.
0: So is that kind of his path? Then did he no. did he go? And
1: did you know she had talent? Yeah, like, she like, was in the, like the rock band at school in Australia. Yeah, she'd done some
2: her. demos and things in Australia. And so there was she'd opened for Common. which by the Australia. way,
0: your sister is
1: Rebecca St James.
0: And so it, in Australia, she kind of already had.
1: I mean, she man, she was 16. She was 15, 16. She was 14 was signed. when we came. Yeah. Right? 15, I think, when she signed. 16 when we, she released her first album. But he, he took her around to every label. No one wanted to have anything to do with her. It took her to Forefront Records with Eddie DeGamo and Dan Brock and Greg Hamm. And they said, we'll sign her. Because ironically, they thought she could be the next Amy Grant, which Amy Grant was the reason we were here in the first place because he lost all the money on the Amy Grant tour. So it was sort of this bizarre full circle moment. And then we all traveled together. So we jumped in like a Ford 15 passenger van.
0: So you went with your dad and sister, yep. kind of roadies? Yeah. Almost. Yeah, was, I mean, the joke mean, was
1: dad needed cheap labor. He looked around and saw he had five sons yeah. and we all we came the road. Our, our crew,
0: first yeah. our first jobs were. I was a
2: spotlight operator, I think at 9. You know, these crazy stories. Child uh, labor laws yeah, are broken. Yeah, they, they're broken. I mean, Joel was a stage manager at like, you know, 12, 13. I I became a lighting director at like 14, 15. I mean, just crazy things. I mean, I remember going up to these festivals and it was good that I was, speaking of being tall, I would go up to these festivals, and I'd have these union guys, and union guys are tough cookies, right? And they would look at me, and they they thought, maybe he's 16. You know, maybe (laughs) it's legal, you know, because he's that tall. And I was like this young guy, and she would be performing in front of thousands of people as a Grammy Award winner, and I was the lighting guy. I mean, none of it made sense,
0: but, you know, here we were. Did she have um, an, I don't know if unfair is the word, did she have a pressure on her, though, as a 15, 16-year-old? Because now here she is
2: she's what do you think I
0: a mean, I, thousand percent yeah Absolutely. As, a, as a kid and it's all on her now i don't know her. i've never met your sister yeah. before yeah. but i just think about that i mean she is now the son in that universe yeah. she's right.
1: the she's the, the, the breadwinner yeah. with with dad
0: i just wonder what she what what she felt like then if she was able to be a kid at all or not, if it,
2: i wouldn't say not much you know and now beck was always mature. Yeah. Well beyond her, her years. She was always
1: a third mum. That's right. In a
2: sense. But you, I, th- I mean, maybe it's just, maybe as, for me as I'm getting older and, you've, and I've got young kids, you start to realize that there's pros and cons to absolutely everything in life. And she was always super mature. But if you, if you kind of skip a few steps in life, there's going to be some ramifications to that, right? And Beck's done amazing. But I think that she would come on, if she was ever to come here, she'd probably say, yeah, there was a difficult, there were some difficult days because you don't get to live out childhood in some cases. Mm-hmm. You don't get to make some some mistakes without well, even, the spotlight.
1: Uh, even the teenagehood and yeah. young adulthood. Yeah, like. yeah, all of that.
0: Just, yeah. It all rests on her or yeah. did for a while. Did a long, a while. Time. Yeah. long time. So you guys are traveling around and then... Is everybody doing music in your family at some point though? In some way? Obviously, you're working, making
1: sure that the bit...
0: But does everybody know something kind like of, to play Yeah, keys so so or, like,
1: <laughs> not like know, also, uh, our youngest brother is our general manager. Our oldest brother is our. But I mean, as a kid,
0: our, though, do you, does the does your mom and dad say, everybody, you have to learn how to play a G chord, we, a C chord, no, a D chord? No, no, we we were not. We're all not in, really know how to play those. Really downed,
1: <laughs> we were not all endowed with musical no, ability. Really? Okay. No, don't get Josh in here to sing. No, it'll be upset. But no. could, he, could he play if he needed nope. to? Nope. Nope. None. No,
0: none. Okay, so no he's the business guy. Was yeah. that always his thing even as a kid yeah he was the he was merchandise he was the he was merchandise kid <laughs> yeah, what, what's been
1: good. cool is like mum really felt a promise when because she was terrified mum my our mum who's a, a hero she had just had three brothers all in the education system in Australia they were all like principals and she pulled her kids out of school and then <laughs> homeschools all of them
2: which and you're also talking around you know, 20-something years ago where homeschooling Homeschooling's is not, not cool, cool. Thing, I mean, it's still
1: you know. maybe not cool, but everyone homeschooled during COVID. So it became much more publicly accessible, you know. But but so she takes, not only out of school, takes them on the road and she's terrified. It's like, they're not getting a proper education. She really sensed, to God say, don't worry, I'll teach them what they need to know. And what's crazy is you fast forward, you go down the list, we're all still working in the roles that we learned. Like, so our brother is an awfully successful Lighting designer and director, he just you know does like the Chick Fil A summits and all the rest of it. Our brother Ben's a filmmaker. We're in the band together, you know. Josh is a general manager. Libby's an artist. Our younger sister an equestrian. Our older sister Rebecca. So this, we're all still doing the same thing.
0: It sounds to me like your mom's kind of the unsung because as we talk about everybody's stories here, your dad and him, and but it sounds like your mom was just such a fundamental, at times unheralded like pillar.
1: I love what you were gonna say. You were gonna say unsung hero.
0: I was. I don't know her. Are your parents? Are they still alive? By the way, yeah, mom and dad. Okay, your mom sounds strong. Yeah, I. Just, I mean that. That's regardless that she just sounds strong.
2: Here's the thing. You know, it's interesting because, and I would say this with my dad in the room. My dad was the. He's the forerunner. You know, he's the. He's the entrepreneur. He's. 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 he's you know, a big personality. Sure. But. um he's nothing without my mom and i think for us uh you know even I, someone asked me the other day a little bit like hey how was it raising being raised in your family and i said you know what it's interesting no parents are ever perfect we all know that everybody knows that but my mom handled the big moments perfectly there was never a big yeah. moment for me where it was like because i got i told my acl in high school and i had you know some issue. even being doing the job out in the road i struggled with it a little bit you know at times and Mom, was, mom handled those moments. Those ones where you come and you're like, I've got a little bit of a crisis going here. Those conversations, the moments that transpired after that, she nailed it. It was like she knew the right things to say when I needed the right things to, 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 to hear them, to absorb them, to grow from them. She told them to me.
0: It's just as we were telling these stories, I just felt hints of your mom at all times. Again, that, that word pillar. Yeah. That, that, st- that p- Again, I don't know her. Could be wrong, but I felt like, that that was the case, and when you talk about her being, her family being in the school system, yeah. and she's like, I feel like this is the right thing to do. Didn't sound like the most popular thing that she could have done. No. The most conventional thing that she could
1: have done. She heard her mum calling <laughs> yes, our nana, did. just like Ellen. Please, why don't you come home? This is awful. What is your husband why doing Why are you to doing this you? to your children? You know, that you know. type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy, Bobby? We it, make great
2: manners. Right? <laughs> you do. It's a big <laughs> pair of them. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, uh, we literally just came from, this is a true story. We just, um, we've been working for about two, two and a half years on telling our mum and dad's migration story, particularly from so literally
0: what we've been discussing. From
1: mum's perspective, because she is sort of our unsung hero. And what do
0: you mean been telling it, working on telling it? Uh, like you've written We've you've been, been, been working on a film. Got it. So we've been working on a
1: on a on a independent six million dollar feature film, and um, we just literally hopped in the car and came from watching the first thirty minutes of it. So well,
0: isn't that kind of wild how we got there? Because we didn't. I have, I have all these notes. I haven't looked at a single note on you guys <laughs> because we yeah. just started talking and we were here. We well, haven't really
1: talked. I haven't really even announced the film that much yet. It doesn't come out till
0: later in the year. Well, what an organic way to even bring it up! They don't even announce it now. Well, what's funny is you were actually you
2: you were using the word unsung hero. That's what you wanted that's to say. The title, that's, that that is, that's, that's the, of the, the title movie.
0: of the movie. That is what. No, literally, I was about to say that, and I thought I'm not going to say. <laughs> I wanted to make it doesn't matter, but I did almost say unsung hero. That's right. Yeah, that's funny. Well, look, she is. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear more about it when you guys are ready to talk about it. <laughs> If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com.
1: T-E-C-O-V-A-S.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Just back to the Los Angeles. When did you guys get back?
2: I got back uh, yesterday evening. Yeah, five yeah. o'clock last yeah.
0: night. And like, you're good? You have energy? Not tired? I mean... like, What do you uh, do when done, you go ad- out? We've done
2: worse, if that makes sense. You know, I yeah, guess, there's a little bit of weariness. I but- get slightly depressed.
0: <laughs> I got a
2: bit
1: depressed. From? Well, it was a bigger week for me because we flew out. We did this Chick-fil-A summit in San Diego the beginning of the week. And then I went into a bunch of like... And had some great meetings and whatnot about the film and just different... Um, entities and people and and then went straight out of that into the the Grammy thing and then straight out of that to home. And my wife's been away for three weeks too. She's in Spain working on a project. And so I just don't feel speaking of grounding, I just I just got home last night and I was like, I just need to check in with myself for a moment. There was something too about like Hillary Scott who you love, we love. Mm-hmm. Like she's just a joy. Like
0: as a human being. Yeah. Like oh, obviously yeah. Lady A, yes, yeah. but like Hillary has a person, just awesome.
1: She's yeah. an incredible vocalist, but she's an even yeah. better person. And and I, I felt, a, we just, I just felt a little bit of sadness. Like she'd featured on this song with us and flown her out there and had this moment together. And it was still beautiful, but I just had this, you sort of feel like a bit of a parent in Did that. you feel moment. like
0: you owed it to her to win? Is that what you're saying?
1: I don't know. I think I, you subconsciously uh, are saying that. Maybe, yeah. 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 I it's just, you know, don't you feel she like
0: believed in us. Absolutely, and... but let me just flip it around a little bit. I'll just be Hillary for a second. I feel like I owed it to you guys that I, I can see her putting the same pressure on herself. She and and, and the, she the may have. yeah. And I, I would. if have. I mean, if it were me and you were like, do the song, and I'm like, golly, I come on and we don't win. I hope you don't put that burden on you because I think in the same way, she's probably doing that to herself in the same way. And it is not fair. Yeah. I can tell you one thing about the Grammys. And you're on the board, and you don't have to, you don't need to comment on this. It's just run a different way, because I know that I vote, and sometimes even with all the votes, from my perspective, from what I have learned, not you guys, there are people that can sit in a room and go, you know what? I don't know if that we're going to go with, the, we're going to as a board just pick this one instead. And that was an issue for a while. And they got hmm. in some. So y- you shouldn't feel that way. And I'm well, I'm absolutely bananas when it comes. I am in my head all the time anxious about stuff constant and I tell you I think if there's a lot of us that ways that we're similar she's probably going dang I feel like I let them down yeah. yeah
1: no I think and it's it's funny it's a good life moment too. just going I mean look I wasn't contemplating passing to the next life or anything but I just got home last night and again it was an empty home it was like six days away and I'd been like I'd been going that whole <laughs> Luke came home i have been going pretty hard that whole time and as I got home I was like oh it's a bit sad. I, really, I literally had this lonely moment <laughs> sat on the balcony last night, just looking out in the distance, like on my
0: own. Do you do that when I would do that? Would be after a show. Now I didn't have a wife or family, right? And I would go out and do stand up and have a really good show a couple of I think that's people. probably
1: that was the proverbial end of show for me.
0: And now I go I like, go back to a hotel and be just lonely as crap. I get all this love out on stage right. and I'll go back and just be sad because what do you do? You turn on the Fresh Prince on the on the TV and sit there alone and wait for the next show? Last night
1: I had a bath and I listened to Bono. Here's that book, Surrender, which is a marvelous book, by the way. I just put the Sono speaker on the bath. And like, Bono, to Bono, comfort me. And it was great. Bono comforted me.
0: In the shower, in the bath. In the bath. Yeah, in the
1: bath. I was fully clothed. And sometimes,
0: no, you weren't. You weren't <laughs> fully clothed. But I get that feeling of like, yeah, rush. But, yeah. But and your wife's also gone. Yeah. So that's right. not helping things. But also you were not me for a Grammy. It's like I have to check myself sometimes too. And I'm like, whoa and, is. But, me. but
1: that's the shame. That's the shame part. Because then you go from like, oh gee, and then and then you swing back to this like you like the life I said to Rebecca and yeah. our sister when we were out there, I was like the life that we're, like, that we've been, we went from, like, literally sleeping on beds made out of clothes. And I was like, Beck, isn't this amazing that we're literally in L.A. together going to, and, like, looking at this, uh, celebrating music's sp- biggest night together. And we've devoted our lives to music. So it's like, yeah. And so then shame creeps in. It's, it's just a weird, it's a weird cycle. So,
0: And if we weren't crazy creative, I'll just use the the alliteration there. We wouldn't be in this business anyway, but it just yeah. goes hand in hand with how we have to judge and juggle our emotions as a creative, like it's going to happen. Or yeah, I mean, we got into this being like this, so why would we not be like this once we're in it? And so I, uh, you guys go to therapy at all? Have, do I, have. I do?
1: Let and me know your. Let me know your. I would bloke know. or Sheila. Not now. Do they call you guys. Call
0: Sheila's. Is that a is that a woman, so a yeah. woman. in Australia? Yeah. Yeah. Do You guys do Z or Z? Z. That's weirder than all of every. That's the weirdest thing so far <laughs> in the <this whole> conversation. <laughs> Do you, know you know what the weirdest Z- thing is? Yeah. You guys in
2: America say uh, H. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. It's H. H. You say it's Henry. You don't say for hey. Henry.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I can't uh, justify the English language for many, many, many reasons. Yeah. The American version of it. Because it's yeah. if I had to not learn a language, it'd be the American version of English. Because <laughs> <we got>, it's <laughs> American, everywhere all the time. Well, you the just, you're just version. doing the most. America's the just doing the most
1: all the time. Yeah. Just, the, your yeah. R's. How Like car. It's so hard to say car. Hey, man, how are you today? It's great to be here on the Bobby Bones show. Like that, my mouth is tired. Do you have different accents in Australia? Are you kidding? What do you mean?
0: Like, you're never like, oh, yeah, good, eye, mate. How you going, Bobby? I just figured it was to- more Australian. Oh. I didn't know it was a different accent in Australia. I just figured that was like deep, more in the middle or something. I mean, if... You're in Australia and you hear a Boston accent versus. Oh no, you can hear it. You can, so like, you, like, can you hear the American difference? Yes, yes,
1: okay. thousand percent.
0: All I hear is a thicker Australian accent. I don't hear that's different funny. accents. Adelaide,
1: Adelaide, Adelaide, you know, Perth, Adelaide, mm-hmm. Sydney, all different. In, in 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 the the outback of Australia, those guys, man, it's a whole other language. Yeah, You're well, there
0: hey, you go. I ability. have. Yeah, you know some of those guys in there, they get real. Fuzzy. Yeah, but I just thought it was more Australian, honestly. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell I me. Mean, I, I mean, I was like, well, they're we, really Australian. We, we call
1: them bogans. So you have sort of, I suppose you call them rednecks here. We have bogans. Uh,
0: like the bush is what I would learn. Yeah. Like that's like yeah. the country. And this was yeah. the
1: rabbit trail of yeah. all rabbit trails. We no, were, so that's what, just, what, so it's a podcast, like you said. You can, do you can do this. You can do this.
0: You are, your sister is, her success, When when do you think it hit? Not that she's not still at peak, but when did it first hit the peak for her and where were you guys then when that was happening for her? Were you still working with her? Did you have aspirations yeah. to do that? Were you doing music around her? Yeah,
2: so we grew up, so we were roadies and then Joel started doing background vocals uh, for Rebecca.
0: Okay. It was a disaster. Yeah. And, uh,
2: it was? And there's, well, there's some good footage of that <laughs> that you should find somewhere. But the it's, the it's trouble not- is when
1: you, make it, when, you, when you have kids who do not have the grounding of school and then they travel... And then you put them in front of thousands of people. It's just a recipe for like a homeschooler, 14-year-old kid to think he's awesome and have no right. So I, well, it's I mean, just crazy. It's
0: Still, But getting to travel and, and do some of the things. That, it's yeah, a different I, education. It's a different sure, education. Sure, Were you right. jealous of her success as a kid? No, she was, I don't
2: know. So. I, I don't think that we ever really, I mean, for me, I, you know, I grew up with melodies in my head. I grew, I've always grown up with thoughts in my head you know, um, that could become songs. But I actually never thought that I would do music until probably when I was eighteen, nineteen. Really? So all the yeah. time on the road, working
0: yeah. in music.
2: Yeah, and I just were think you that, so close to it that Yeah, I think so. I just thought that I was gonna be there to help her along. I, I always felt like I worked for my sister and it was kind of a nice thing, you mm-hmm. know, and it was like there was no ego attached to it. And it and it wasn't until, you know, kind of Joel came along and was like, Hey man, what do you think about writing some songs and singing on some demos that we got to a point of kind of considering it? And I said yes in some cases because A, I didn't have anything else going. But two, I think that I knew that there was something, I heard these things. You know, I heard, you know, I I used to listen to music and go, why did they do that with that melody? They should have changed it to this. So when you're around music most of your life, I mean, you joked about it being traveling was our education, music was our education. That is a thousand percent true. And I didn't grow up, I grew up playing a little bit of drums, but I didn't grow up writing, you know, working on chords or working on songwriting until I was uh, about
0: 19. Okay, so you,
1: did you, gra- did you graduate?
0: Like,
1: yeah, is, yeah. We, Quote, unquote. We graduated okay, so, high school. So
0: you have your high school gra- diploma. Yeah. You both do. Yeah. Did you finish yeah. like a year before? Is it like standard school?
2: Here's a funny story for you. Uh, when, I, when I got my diploma sent to me in the mail, um my mom my mom was like, Luke, here's your high school diploma and I was like, Oh that's good and she looked at me and said, You're the only one in the entire family that has graduated high school on time. Everybody else, I don't know, a year or two late. Ben a year or two late. Yeah, there's a lot of Josh that's a year gray, or two. <laughs> there's a
1: lot of gray area with homeschooling. Uh, yeah. I think mom was like, All right, Luke, you're done. Here's your diploma. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so did you um you played basketball though, right? Yeah, I, yeah. he's yeah, yeah. He,
1: he's modest, but he was yeah. actually a baller. I, and I know, I, I know this is he's true. And you mentioned the
0: ACL injury, which yeah. was yeah. held you back or stopped you. Stop. Uh, yeah. But how did you play ball?
2: If so, here's so all right. You know, if we want to go there, we can. It's a podcast. We can do this. So I started. I didn't start playing basketball until my um, freshman year of uh, high school. It was the first time I'd ever played basketball in a league. And I did well. Like I got player of the year that year. Was were you like, oh, tall as a ninth grader? Were yeah, you, I was pretty tall. Were you athletic yeah. and tall? So, yeah. you- so I grew up playing sports, but because we were traveling all the time, I didn't get to play in the leagues and all those types of things. So anyway, I, I, my sophomore year, I tried to balance traveling with my sister and playing uh, basketball. And because of that, I'd miss practices, obviously. And so the coaches were like, we can't start you if you're literally here like two thirds of the time. You're either here or you're not. So... I started coming off the bench and I didn't have a great year. It, you, you know, you start to realize like sports, you have to really dedicate your life to it. So anyway, I finished that year, don't have as good of a year. And um, I kind of went to mom and dad. I was like, hey, I just want it. the last two years of high school. I want to give everything to, to basketball and just see what happens. And so I go through that. I get, I get prepared for my junior year um, playing sports. And the very first game, uh, my junior year of high school, I tore my ACL. And so in some cases, when it comes Fre- to sports- A freak
0: tear or fall, like hard fall?
2: Uh, just a freak tear. It's I like just, just cut, on a just weird. cut, and mm. boom. And uh, I'll never forget. I, I, they called a timeout. I came out, and the coach looked at me. He's like, yeah, so you're good now, right? And I was like, yeah, because I didn't know what was going on. And I get back in, and this guy just came driving down the lane. I went to defend him, and my leg just went, And I was like, I'm done. But it just gum? Was it just it's gum? just gum. Yeah. It's just this jello feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible feeling. Got on the bench, and he's like- he said what's going on I said I and I looked at him and I was like I think I'm really hurt and he gave me the weird I'll just never forget that look in his eyes his eyes were huge and he walked back and he kept coaching the, the rest of the game I called my mom and I said hey uh, mama and that was when it hit me It's when I called
0: mom so do you repair it and does it yeah so you go the, and have surgery get,
2: yeah you have surgery a year later were yeah, you back I went, I went and played a year later but I knew it was like, man, it's literally, I mean, it's what you realize with these professional athletes. It's it's amazing when they come back and really contribute a year later. Like if the, and there, sure. there are those stories out there because it's a very, it's kind of like relearning how to do everything. I mean, even, I, I went through all the practices, never thought of my knee. And in the first game I played my senior year, all of a sudden, I was super aware of my knee. Like, oh, I don't want to jump. It's a
1: confidence. I don't, don't want confidence. yeah,
2: just me- it messes with you. So you, you, these prof- professional athletes that come back and, really are good a year after tearing their ACL uh, you know my hat's off it's, it's, it
1: takes a bit
0: so you're 17 or 18 and Joel yep. you're a couple year, how much older are you than him
1: two and a half years
0: so if you're 20 what are you doing it, when he's doing this
1: I had had an Australian one of dad's actually old Australian mates when I was about 16 he was like he said to dad I remember we were on an RV because we rented these RVs for Rebecca on the road instead of tour buses because they were cheaper and he said hey David you should your son should do music and, and uh, it was, I, I don't know, dad, maybe it was a middle child, I don't know what it was, but it was never really a, a consideration for him. So from about 16 onward, I started writing and just sort of exploring music. And periodically between 16 and 21, dad had come and said, hey, I think, you, know, you, should, you know, you should do music with your, your little brother. And I was like, I don't want to mess with that. Nah. He can play drums because he's a good drummer. And I was like, no, I think you should try riding with him. So o- o- almost to sort of shut dad up. I was like, all right. And Luca Twin is ACL, so I felt really sorry for him. Of course. <laughs> yeah. That may be an elaboration was, of the story, but thanks, Joe. You know, do like, you think oh, your dad this-
0: wanted you two to actually do music because he saw something that could be completed? Yeah. Or do you think he wanted you two to do something together because you were brothers and you both were kind of just finding
1: trying no, to do No, I think I actually think I think he actually saw something. I think he knew there was a there was a first of all, dad's a smart Cookie. So he looked at the marketplace, and at that point, there were no duos. Duos. So he's like, oh,
0: "H duos, well. duos." <laughs> <Z. laughs>
1: <laughs> so he's like, uh, "You know, this is a good idea, marketing wise." But he's like, "There's something actually between you guys, personality wise, and voices that sort of blends."
0: So, personality wise, on stage, are you? Do you have the same dynamic? Are you a, and are you? And I mean this like type A. Because my comedy partner, we do music, Eddie, he's such a tight B and it's awesome. It fits me perfectly because he, there has never been a more stable, straight guy. And it makes me, he makes me funnier because he's just freaking sick. And everybody's like, Bobby's so good, funny. But it's like, it wasn't for Eddie. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to knock he's this like stuff your, down.
1: Eddie's your baseline.
0: Just, but he's so like, And is, your foundation. Is that dynamic with you two the same as it was as brothers? Are you the foundation? Are you, since you're the older, how does that work on stage? On stage, it's a little bit different, right? Because and is it different than creating? Luke
1: does some really flamboyant moves on stage that I'm like, man, I'm flamboyant, but I don't even think I could do that. And
2: and you know what's funny? Yeah.
0: So anyway, (laughs) off stage, it. off stage,
1: absolutely. That's it.
0: Because I haven't been to a show. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can't afford. I can't afford tickets. I did. I tried. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a bit bombastic on stage, but off stage, which is sort of the bit that probably counts the most. It's it's so like. There's the there's the yin, yin and the yang, you know? Like, I'm out. He's okay with me taking the lead at points. And, and, and it's really, it's actually music, which we didn't get on when we were teenagers. Like, he got taller than me. He's a better sportsman. All the things that shouldn't happen for a younger sibling happen, like, with him. And so I resented him for it. Better singer, you know? And it was actually music that kind of, brought us back together. But man, I gave him a hard time.
0: Was there a moment musically though where you guys went, oh, wow, okay. Maybe, like, whether you can think back and maybe not an exact moment but a song that you wrote or a, you know, we had uh, Dallas Smith then who's a Canadian singer-songwriter and he never sang and he practiced once with like his two boys and he, then he went, it was in default and they were this massive rock, they had a massive pop song and he was like, I I don't even know what I was doing. I just went and sang and I was like, oh gosh, I'm pretty.
1: It was a slow burn. It was I think it was the Jay Leno show, 2013. January 10th, 2013. We it was our first late night show.
0: Wait, I'm talking about before. I'm talking about just as brothers. Yeah,
1: I, don't, I just think it was a slog. Man,
2: right? If people were to do like this, and they had the footage because they don't, but if they were to do like a documentary of the six years of, of Joel and I developing, it wouldn't be very interesting because it was all the, it's just the grind. It was never so it's natural. Just, it didn't no. feel like, oh. Or- but what's funny is- you know, what do they say? You know, you, you practice really hard so it looks effortless. You know, in some cases, it's all the songwriting sessions where he pissed me
1: off and I pissed him.
2: You know, like all of those things are the things that shape you mm-hmm. together and, and, and you know, your humor is developed. So your, that your when the
1: moment actually comes, you're actually, you fort- have something. You're fortified. You're fortified. For and yeah, I think we didn't have a story. But we don't, we don't have
2: tell. a, yeah, we don't have like a, it was this moment. I have always said that King Country has just always kind of been like this. It's just, we've always had just enough to keep going and it just keeps getting a little bit better. And I think even like probably how we work together because we are in some cases an unlikely, likely pair. And what I mean by that is you're unlikely because of how different the personalities are, but you're likely because you are so different. And that actually, if you have two people vying for the same spot, it'll never work. I mean, if there was two Bobbies, mm-hmm. you guys would kill each other. And so it's it, you have to have some of that. And I don't think we probably realized it until those those years. It was kind of like, now I can appreciate it, because when I get up on stage, I can I can sit there and I go, man, we 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 work well together. Like this this works. But when you're when it's undefined and nobody, you know, you've 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 not signed a record deal and you don't have a publishing deal, you don't have these things where other people are coming and saying, I recognize something inside of you. In some cases, you're just wandering in the dark.
1: Well, and then you layer on the Rebecca component, like you're always in that shadow. Like oh, that's just so cute. They're just Rebecca and James' little brothers. Look at you! You still, you still doing that little duo thing. That's
0: mm, nice. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. And I guess I, I knew you before I knew her, right? Because we came yeah, I and she, she won, a she won Grammy. Yeah, we yeah, kept, she we has kept gold it pretty, we kept it you know P-
1: pretty under wraps so initially because we we. Oh, was that a thing? Like you just didn't talk yeah, about I didn't it? Yeah,
0: didn't talk about it ever.
1: And Only I guess that, I guess
0: that's why I'm not even. I never even thought about not approaching it because I just knew you guys first because I had. I saw Carmen in concert. Yeah. I saw, you know, I had my stage of when... I, but, I mean, you guys are so good. I think you could... I think sometimes... You, and I'm going to just pivot and get back to it. I think sometimes you guys get unfairly pigeonholed in a way that limits your growth because some people maybe think there are our, there ours. We don't want them to be other in more mainstream areas. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a fair... Because you're Christians, you're Christian artists, but I think what you guys do and how you do it is, is, I don't want to say bigger, but I think it could reach more people even that weren't looking for a specific message, but more of a generalized musical positive message. Like when I watch you guys' videos, I go, man, those guys are good. I mean, that's it. It doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter that you're Christian artists, it doesn't matter that you're metal artists, you're not metal artists, but... There's just something about good music that transcends and you guys have that. And, and country music does it too, where they go, we're locking this down, it's ours. Yeah. And anything else, you, and they don't need to be trying to go outside of country music and they, you don't need to be coming over here and getting it. And it's always controversial when someone does it. And I feel like, and I hope that doesn't ha- happen to you guys, Where, but you are so
1: good. And I'm like, man. Man, we try not to pay attention, I think so. I, because because it goes both ways, it's like you go to the Grammy Award red carpet and you're like, "Hi, mm-hmm. everyone, we're here," and you watch your publishers walk up, you know. And then the flip side, maybe maybe not, but uh, but of of people sort of wanting to sort of claim you, which we all do that. Like this is my person, they're Tri- my club. We're, we're tribal,
0: For sure it's tribal, tribal. Tribal. Country, tribal. But country music's the same
1: way, and I say that speaking from the same spot, where country music
0: does it to its artists too. I do. You guys feel? that that at all has happened where there's a certain select group that's like, we don't want to see you guys go outside because we're so proud of you. We don't want anybody else to have, you're our, you're our knights.
2: You know, it's funny. I, you know, there's, I understand the perspective that that comes from, right? And, I, and you've said very nice, encouraging things and I thank you for that. I would say, one of the things somebody said to me years ago that I've kind of taken to heart and that is, you know, there's, there's two genres of music. There's good music and there's bad music, and at the end of the day, there are some boundary markers, and and um, there are occasionally some walls, but you're still allowed to write great music. Yeah. And you never know. In some cases, when you start to think of things as I'm I'm just boxed in, I just have to write these songs, the magic of of and the brilliance of of songwriting and the power of a song, it, it's is 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 destroyed. It's 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 just been blown up. But the truth is, man, it's not to say that, you know, I. If, if, it, as Christians, right, we should be making the greatest art in the history of the world. If we're in touch with the Creator of the world, I mean, this is a good thing, right? This is an amazing thing. And so, in some cases, when we say, "Well, you're actually good at what you do," and these other guys aren't, it's like, man, well, what if we are all to raise our game? What if we're all to do a little bit better? You know, what if we're we are to write a song? that we call it crossover or whatever. I'm never going to leave these group of people over here. And who knows, maybe there's a chance I can go see these people over here. But the moment that I try to feel like I'm actually boxed in with the way that I construct my, my life or my, my songs or my writing, I feel like they actually won. You know, the other people actually mm-hmm. won where my goal is, man, to write inspired music from the heart. That's always, that's always been what it is. And who knows, the magic of music can take it all around the world.
0: And I agree with you in sentiment completely. Yeah. It's just yeah. when you get exactly. a word p- attached to you, like they're a Christian <laughs> artist. You are a Christian artist. You're an artist you are Christian. You're a Christian. But, but some people just won't even give you a shot because you're- And I guess at that point you say, well, I guess I got to be a and little I guess, better. And that's frustrating to me for you.
1: Yeah. But, but you know what, Bobby? There, this is where you're powerful. Like it's really meaningful to both. We've followed you for a time. And we've been fans, you know. Um, there have been people like yourself that are confident enough in their own skin and um, bold enough. Dolly Parton was one of them as well. Just go. I don't care. This is good. Mm-hmm. And and for, for folks, for a pair of us who are trying to, uh, I think, break stereotypes and and break uh, boundaries and. And come into wider conversations because I think that's the beauty of music—is this free thing that we all get to be a part of, and it can meet us on any religious or irreligious level. And you know, it's the universal language that there's people like you that actually raise the flag and go, "I'm, I'm in," like sign me up for that. And I, I hope I'm, our story's not been completed yet as musicians. I hope that that storyline continues that, that people start keep breaking down the walls
0: Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. What That's do you like best about each other now as adults? That's a good question. That's a great question.
2: Yeah, I you know, it. it I'm not jealous of Joel and I... I can see who he is as, as a younger brother. With I, I'm actually proud. You know, I'm not competing with him. And I love that. And, I, and that's not necessarily saying about him. But what, to, the, to my point, I can say that Joel's a better leader than me. We have different leadership styles. I can still lead. But he has a God-given ability of like he gets into a room, people want to follow him. Well, why am I going to compete, compete with that? Can, he, can I offer him a tremendous amount of support in life in my role? Of course I can. But it's one of the, he's, got, he's got drive that I don't have, you know? Um, and, I, and I love to celebrate that in him. I don't want to compete with that. It's like, no, I don't need to sit there and say, oh, I'm, oh, don't forget about me. No, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him as a brother, proud of him as a leader, and I'm proud of what we've been able to, you know,
0: some of these things that we've been able to do. And, in,
2: and if it wasn't for him, many of which I, we would not be doing.
0: Joel, adult version, what, what do you love about him?
1: I'm, well... I love that he put up with me for such a long time. You know, I think you and I have probably taken snapshots of the, our younger selves and just sort of politely and kindly and lovingly sort of shaken our heads at our younger selves. And man, I put him through the ringer in those early years. Because he hadn't written a song. He was as green as the grass on a lush spring day. I'll spring finish it for you. <laughs> Plain, <laughs> And so I sort of lauded that over him for a long period of time. It was actually was when he got really ill uh, early in our public career that that it really kind of reset a lot and even down to last year it there was another reset um, but I'm, I'm so I'm proud of him for just staying in it like and I'm proud of him for digging in I think part of what Luke's type of personality the peacemaker can just be like well if I don't if I don't exert myself then I never quite fail but if I don't exert myself then you never quite win either and he's really he's dug in deep on not only our relationship he's dug in deep on music and then I'm really, I'm really, I'm not a dad yet. He's a father of four. I'm really proud of him as a dad. Like I'm proud of uh, proud of the way he loves his wife. But he's just a good, he's just a good dad. Like he brings his, brings my god children, his kids around a lot. Um, yeah.
0: What's the hardest thing about working with your brother all the time?
2: You kind of know each other's tricks. You know, he knows when I'm. You know feeling one way or or, or, you know in some cases going back off what he said I have to stop
1: I'm a good pitch man but (laughs) I'm a crap pitch man with Luke because he knows (laughs) he (laughs) knows
0: the tricks
2: I'm going to renegotiate you know the the tricks You you can't you know he knows you know even there's been times where there's been sensitive decisions that have to be made and I'm kind of dancing around some things and he goes you know tell me what it really is you know because I know you don't want to do this because of XYZ and sometimes they're difficult things to then discuss, but it must be discussed. It's those types of things where you, you know, you know each other so very well. It's like playing, it'd be like playing yourself in a sports match. You know what you're going to try to do to the other person, right? And you've just got to, and, and, but I think it's probably good, you know? That's one of the things I actually like about working with family is like at the end of the day with friends at times, and obviously you work well with friends, but um, if, they, if you get, make them mad enough, they're just like, Peace. With family you've still got to do Thanksgiving together you've still got to do christmas and you've got to so in some cases you're forced to reconcile i don't think that's a bad discipline
1: mm.
0: that's interesting. do you feel like love is a discipline
2: well you could you're always given the choice of loving and hating you know so in some cases you know you, you have a the discipline of love is um i think that's
0: something that isn't that humanity isn't that life isn't that what we're trying to do with life sure i ask i mean i was i've been estranged from different like before my mom died and she had a lot of issues and we got to the point with her addiction that it got to the point where we got estranged for a while my sister for a while until she got she's completely clean now but i always dealt with do i is this a choice do i get to am i
1: giving i don't know it's It's, just a good it's a good question i think with that specific ingredients yeah uh, you know it's funny, I talked to back on the plane about it yesterday. The, I've, there's a lot of these really cool, like, biblical parables. That's just stories, basically. But the parable of the prodigal son, it's like, you, we always focus on the kid and, and, like, well, this guy's a bit of an idiot. But the dad, like, the dad, not only did he give him all the stuff, but the, the dad waited. Like, he didn't go and enable him. He didn't go, he might have died in the pig pen. He didn't go to the foreign land. He didn't go get in the pig. He literally actively waited for his son to return. So I think man loves all of it. Loves an action. Loves waiting. Loves a boundary at points. You know, but it, it, it's it's. But but I think the, where we get tangled up, at least where I've gotten tangled up, is like love. Part of love can be a feeling, but it is, in my experience, it is and not. I love. think what it's your example? Man, addiction is a tough
2: one to navigate when it comes to am I hurting yeah. or am I helping, right? Yeah. But if you countenance of when given the opportunity, do you forgive? That's love. doesn't necessarily mean, mean it's all going to be perfect. But let's say something changes. Are you, are you going to be there to forgive? Man, that, is there any greater love than forgiveness? When you've been actively wronged and you're going to give that person the opportunity to forgive them? That's a big one.
0: I feel like you guys have to be nice to everybody all the time because you're quote unquote Christian artists. And that will be hard.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I like I don't mind. And it's an unfair. I think it's un- and I try to be nice to everybody all the time anyway, but still I can and I'll give you an example of when I'm in a room, I feel like I'm a wall. I, I'm so introverted until I'm extroverted. I am yeah. not an extrovert in any way yeah. whatsoever until it's time to perform and that's when it's yeah. It's all of it, right? Yeah. And so, if I'm somewhere just like in line at Chipotle, I don't. My, I keep my head down. I don't want to bother anybody. But somebody be like, "Hey, we saw Bible in Chipotle." He didn't talk to a single person. What a jerk! Now, but I don't have. And that's just me being. Well, you're not. You're not
1: representing this. this right. This, this, this I mean, bigger- well, it,
2: to, to make this a spiritual analogy, just for a second, like he did, I always found it funny when it would talk about all the stories of Jesus when he would go and heal all these people, right? That means that he passed by thousands upon thousands of people, and never healed him. Doesn't yeah. mean he wasn't nice.
1: Historically he would have, based on the locations he was in, he would have just
2: passed by. So, and the other thing is, is how many times did he say, and he went away to be alone by himself? Yeah. Actively saying no to the people that are like chasing him. So we should do the same at times. We can't be all things to all people. That's 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 you know. Yeah, I, but that, my, my goal is to be generous. Yeah. My goal is to be to be kind. You know, to the best of our ability, I think that's the way we're meant to live. But there are times when I go to Chipotle and I can, I kind of keep my head down and I go and order my food and and I'm with my kids and
0: I just feel I like it's a pressure you, that you guys don't deserve because mm. of and, and and I've kept you beyond time, but um, we we did a lot of the data stuff before you guys came in. We know you're wildly famous. You got all the number one singles. You got all the shows and you know I just wanted to use this time that we had together so people could get to know so good man the
1: folks. I mean that's so what good. it is.
2: I think the best interviews. You talked about it before. The best interviews is when you don't have to listen to the notes, or you don't have to. Look I, yeah, at the I notes. mean, I have
0: yeah. all the. I didn't really even go That's to good. it because I'm just interested in perspective mostly,
1: and of as we are with yours. And I will say this, just Bobby, as far as perspective, like you're, I think it's because you're so ranged in the people that you, the the genres and the people that you sort of touch on, as far as interviewing and 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 doing life with and holding up. It's a very unique perspective that you have and it's an important one because you're actually you're a bridge builder i think in between uh different people and and this is this is like the last frontier of a format that we can actually sit around and really digest some of this stuff like not give you a bit of candy to get your sugar levels up but like let's digest these these ideas we feel very um very seen so thank you
0: well let's do this whenever you guys do announce your movie and do announce the project. Come back. I could do another hour. But honest to God, my trainer's out in the front yard right, ready for me right now with Eddie probably.
1: Um, <laughs> Eddie's out there yeah, taking your time. He's, well,
0: I mean, Being they're just, just waiting, they're waiting <laughs> on me at this point. we are doing
1: squats right now, man. <laughs> uh, man.
0: Maybe you're just getting out of it, man. This is good. Oh, there's no getting out of it. <laughs> there's no getting out of it. But I, I just, I enjoy you guys. I know same. we've, I've, I've been watching you guys the same way, mostly just because your signs will pop up all over when I'm driving to work and I'm like, those guys are both better looking than me and I would be jealous and then I would listen to the music and go, I'm inspired and probably not for the same reasons they they think everybody else is inspired or the same reason that they're being told. I just Hmm. listen and am motivated by the music and then I would see clips and you guys, you're just really good. And in the end, it's the most simple thing I could say is that what you guys do, the elementary version is you're just really good at it. And what it is isn't really able to be defined because... Hmm. Do you sound good? Sure. Do you have a good, do you sing, Your instrument? These are live, yeah, yeah. But everybody does, but, but also it's just good. All the elements, people can do really well individually, but there's just something about you guys, man. I don't know, and if I could define it, I would, and you can't, but it's there. And you don't need my, my little pep talk here, but I'm just, I'm a believer. And so keep it up. You're killing it. I love to see it. I'm proud of you guys. Thanks, man. And that's all,
1: I mean, Mike. Don't don't edit that last bit out of the. Uh, we're gonna beep it all just like I, we beeped the first thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take thing. that and I'm gonna like just play that. One. Just Anytime mo- I have a depressing what? night, I'm in the bath listening to Bono. You know, i gonna the Bobby. Yeah, I'm you should. Bobby on on Bobby. <laughs> with be, his clothes on. There
0: are a few artists that actually move me. I'm jaded. I'll end with this. I'm jaded. We all get a bit jaded because we're around the best of the best all the time. We're in a town. We're a giant. It's a land of giants. Everybody's good here. I'm moved by you guys, and I don't. And it's it could be one of many things, but. I love it. Thank you for spending over an hour with me. And uh, we talked about it, but you guys go check it out. The, the 2023 spring tour What are waiting for starts March 9th all the way to the end of May for kingandcountry.com. And I'm going to go work out. And yeah. you guys are going to go. Best of luck to you. Sit in the bathtub. And your son <laughs> left. He was in. and he, he was, oh, he got He's all good. He's he saw he's the golf. Not now right. Mike told him about
2: the pool. He's probably looking well, I at think the pool. Mike lives here. so Yeah, like, Mike's, cool. Mike's house. <laughs> Mike's house. <All> right. <laughs> Lovely house. Good to Mike. see you guys.
0: See you, man. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Uh Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
0: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.